Hello and welcome to the Hearts Review with me Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is David to talk about our draws with Morton and Inverness. Look at European places over the next few seasons. And we preview Dundee at Tynecastle. We're the team with supreme number one. I mean, yeah. one, one derby win in about 100 years um, forever. And that, that's why we weren't on the podcast. Well, how's, um, how's, how's League 2 looking League for, 2's for next season, it, it's, all a pro, it's all a process. Yeah. Do you, you even know? have a derby in League 2? I don't know. Is you won't have a derby when you go bust. We probably all go bust. To be fair, we'll probably be we'll probably be in the blue square north or the the man the Greater Manchester League by, by next season. Yeah, <laughs> um, but the reason we weren't on last week obviously was because um, Gordon was celebrating Everton's uh, win at Anfield. Gordon, a, a wee word on that to start with. Um, a, a good win for the Toffees. Great win for the Toffees, absolutely. Um, <laughs> maybe it just sums up how strange a season this is. Uh, Everton winning at Anfield, you know, strange things do happen. So maybe, uh, maybe, maybe some of that strangeness can rub off us up here. Who knows? But uh, aye, great win for the uh, for the mighty Blues. Is it the most Everton thing ever to 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 win a game at Anfield and have no fans at the game? <laughs> yes, it is, and it'll be even more Everton to go and win a trophy and, and no one there to see it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think you're still hurting after us getting that late equaliser uh, a few weeks ago to derail your delusional title bid, David. So just you tell yourself right down there. But uh, no, a great a great win, a long overdue win, and whether fans were there or not, it's still celebrated all the same. Going by my hangover on Sunday. Yeah, we, d- we didn't want to dis- we didn't want to like bring you down by talking about hearts, but now we are going to bring yeah. you down. Oh, and- oh, that's nice of you. Bring him, that's bring nice him of you. away from the fantasy land that is ever when bring him back to down to air with a shitty hearts team. You should have done it. Fantasy land that happened. We all seen yeah. it with our own eyes. No, no because no, because then you you just got start talking how good Everton were, and you know it was painful to listen to. <laughs> you two got doing a peg, son. Be human, <laughs> right? So we're going to bring you down. Yes. David, I agree Let's with you, David. It. We're going to bring you down and we're going to firstly talk about Hearts versus Morton. A 1-1 draw at Tyne Castle. Morton yeah. took the lead. We equalised with Jamie Walker, scoring his 50th goal um, for Hearts. Um, firstly, um, a word on the game, Gordon? Crap, next. No, I'm, uh, I'm kidding. Um, I, thought, um, <laughs> I thought first half, um, we actually played all right, to be honest with you. But we just couldn't get that goal, and uh, and that's happened quite a few times this season, particularly at home, where you know we've huffed and puffed, we've we've started well, we've created a few chances, but it's almost like we're getting a half time, and we think to ourselves rather than than looking at logically and going right, just keep doing what you're doing, and eventually the goal will come. Instead of doing that, it's almost like we decide to stop doing the good things that we were doing in the first half and just you know, and and I don't even know what to call it. I mean, they just became totally passive. Um, in the second half, gave away a sloppy goal. Morton easily got in behind the back four, and, and to be fair, the, the the guy it was it was a really good finish actually. And at the bottom corner, it was a lot of pace and power on it. Um, but right away, you know, you give Morton something to hold on to, and you know they they just got deeper and deeper and didn't really need to come out their half. Um, but you know we get the goal eventually, the equaliser, and you think, right, let's try and kick on and um, and get a result here. But it wasn't to be. You know, we just. We missed some chances, but we just didn't do enough throughout the game to win the game. And um, 
you know, you have to give Morton credit. They they hold on and, and going on their second half performance deserved the point. But uh, but like I say, it's frustrating when, when you start a game well and, and you don't kick on and, and go and get an early goal and then go on and win the game. Because I think if Hearts did get an early goal in that first half, I think they probably would have went on and won the game maybe 2 or 3-0. Um, I thought there was a lot of kind of energy about, particularly coming from the midfield. I thought McInef was uh, was looking sharp and looking bright and he had a few shots at goal and he was unlucky. Um, Popescu probably missing the season, um, to be honest with you. you know, he sticks that way and, and, and we're, we're in. Um, so it's it, it was frustrating to watch. It really was, but um, you know, in the end, I suppose the only little bit of of silver lining you could take from it is it didn't end up a defeat. It's a problem though, David. That you know we aren't getting a win over Morton, even even though going one 0 down. It always just seems we go one down, and then you know we we sort of huff and puff. Sometimes get an equaliser. Most of the time we don't, but you know. We need to start actually on the front foot, don't we? Yeah, we do. And in fairness, like kind of what Gordon said, I think we actually did against Martin. But then the problem was we didn't score and then we didn't really know what to do after that. And the second half was, I mean, couldn't have got off to a worse start. But that was our own fault. We not nobody to blame but ourselves, as, as we don't really for most of the games that we've lost or, or drew this season. You know, it's all been our own downfall. Uh, we, what we don't have is a plan B which I think most teams who are good do <laughs> they usually have at least one other plan uh, we don't we, we just keep doing the same passing across the back four get it wide maybe something a, a aimless ball or go back and start again it's pain, painful to watch and it's painless for the other defenders because it's the easiest uh, game they have they just shift, across, shift the back four across left and right you're usually fine uh, and do you know what we're going to talk about the the game from last night anyway later, and it's the same story. But I'll keep my the, the extra part of my rant for that one because um, I think I'm going to need it. But uh, but yeah, you know it's it's worrying because we don't really seem to have any ideas on how to break down teams that sit in, and that's been pretty evident most of the season. I think it would have been nice if we played uh, had 27 games this season where we played Dundee like they did in the first game. That would have been nice, eh? But uh, teams figured out pretty easily that that's not how you play against Hearts. Uh, you have to do something maybe a little bit uh, more pragmatic than just going all gun ho and uh, we, we can't seem to do anything other than the horrid football that we're playing right now hopefully that changes but I'm not holding my breath so that's half a rant there from you David wait till you hear the second half Ross. it gets better I'm telling you well, we look, we look I'm all forward. script here <laughs> you've got your notes ready brilliant got my notes. I, I prepared for this one I crunched my notes up and threw them away. <laughs> the telly. And I was out of rage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Walker getting his 50th goal as well for Hearts in that game. Gordon, um, is that a great achievement for him? But, you know, we always go on about him possibly not doing enough in games, but still 50 goals for Hearts is, is a great achievement from midfield. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that it should probably be more, but yeah, credit to him. I think fifty goals for any footballer, um, particularly a midfielder, I think is is a is a grand achievement. But I'd like to see him kick on and try and get hundred. Um, but ultimately, he's you know, I think the frustrating thing was with Walker, and we repeat ourselves plenty of time on this show, is that he he has the ability to change games and win games by himself, and um, you know, and he came on there, he was positive, he scored a really good goal. 
um, a headed goal as well, something that you wouldn't necessarily um, th- think of, of Jamie Walker and, and headed goals, but credit to him. And, um, you know, really, I think he's got a chance to, particularly when easy going off uh, against Inverness, to actually get a run in the team now and make that number 10 position his own, because I think that's where he's, he's best, you know. Um, try and get himself back to the, the standard uh, that he set um, in his first spell, particularly uh, the season where we came back up to the Premiership the first time, and that two, those two seasons, or yeah, those two, those two seasons that um, when I think he he hit well into double figures for his goal tallies in both seasons. So I think he's got to him, uh, get himself back up to that standard. There's no reason why he can't, and um, if he is able to do that, then you know he, he certainly won't be uh, far off. Um, getting himself an even bigger goal tally and, and cementing his, his place in Hearts history in terms of uh, goal scorers. But yeah, I think there's a lot more uh, for him to come, but there's a lot more from a lot of players to come. So, um, but hopefully he'll continue to prove and, and he can get some more game time. I thought he was uh, I thought he was good the other night there when he came on against Inverness as well. He looked sharp and uh, as I say, he's got the ability to change games. It's just, I, I don't think we see it too often. Is it a frustration, though, that at Tincastle we we didn't get the win, David? Yeah, I think uh, it's not unreasonable to think that Hearts should win every home game this season. I think Hearts fans put that... And I think Hearts as a team put that expectation on themselves every season, no matter what league they play in. Hearts, when they play at Tincastle, should be expected to win every game. Uh, that hasn't happened for a number of... I mean, uh, we or at least we expect to win most home games uh, with the expectation to win every uh, home game. It hasn't worked out for the past few seasons and that hasn't changed this season unfortunately and there's been there's been a real lack of uh I mean I know that it makes a huge difference when there's a full time castle don't get me wrong but time castle in itself is a unique place to play football anyway because of how narrow the pitch is and hearts have to hearts should be able to utilize that as a as an advantage for them and this season we just can't seem to do that teams don't really fear coming to time castle uh, at the moment and I don't blame them they haven't done so for a couple of years now um so, yeah, it's frustrating because I think Hearts fans expect away performances to dip and I think they expect more teams to, to maybe have a bit of a, of a go away when we're away from home and put us under pressure and we expect teams to sit in when we're at home. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that this team had, doesn't have the quality to break those defences down. They absolutely do. They just can't seem to do it properly. Uh, and whether that's down to the way we play, which I think is pretty quite clear as day that it probably is, uh, and not just a lack of individual quality. This team has great quality. We've seen it on and in flashes this season. More mainly, in actually the cup games, the two cup games against Hibs and Celtic. This team has bags of talent in it, but for some reason they're just going through a, a horrible sticky patch just now. And the the more frustrating, uh, the well, the more games we fail to win, the more frustrating it's going to become for fans, and more questions will start to be asked. Um. So, yeah, it's becoming a little bit exasperating, really. But that's the way it is. What did you both expect from this season? Did you expect us to be more like the last time we were in the Championship, sort of playing nicer football? Or did you expect us to be a bit more industrial, like Robbie Nielsen's teams were sort of later on in his, in his heart's career? I think it's a different squad. Um, so naturally, you know, I thought they would, they would play a little bit differently to... Um, to Robbie Nielsen's last side, I thought he was more equipped actually to um, to to put his stamp on this this team and get them 
I think it would be easier to, to get an identity to, to the squad quicker because, you know, I, I didn't think it'd take too long for them to hit the ground running. But unfortunately, that's that's not been the case. I think, you know, there's probably a, a number of things that could be the reason for that. Um, you know, just the, the unusual season, maybe the lack of crowds. I don't know. But I think clearly when things do get back to normal and we do have full crowds, Supporters won't sit and put up with watching that. Um, you know, it's it's not been great to watch. I don't know if maybe because we are sitting watching on the telly, we, we can maybe scrutinise it a little bit more than than maybe at the match. I don't know, but it's 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 not great to watch. It really isn't. I think for the the, the players that we do have, even at this level, even you know they're they're clearly good enough to play in the Premiership. They've shown this season and and plenty of times that they can turn it on. You know, the the Dundee game on the first day of the season blew them away, uh, Queen of South at home, Wraith away, and then obviously the you the Scottish Cup games against Hibs and Celtic. They can clearly turn up and do the job and they can play when they want to, but it's almost it's almost like they just turn up and just, you know, put in a half ass performance and think it's fine. We'll get that that um chance and we'll win the game. And that it's not it's clearly that's not the case. They need to put up the arse and because the last three performances have been ridiculous. The last three results are a disgrace. To go three games, to to go three games in a row without winning at any time for Hearts is not good enough. But particularly in the second tier, it's it's nowhere near good enough. And we can talk about being you know 11, 12 points, whatever it is, clear at the top of the league. But the the fact the fact remains is you know the league should already be over. You know we should have already actually won these games and have it over and done with. You know if we'd got nine points out of the last sorry. Um, yeah, nine nine points of those those three games. You know the gap would be, it would be uncatchable. You know where you're leaving yourselves, you're, you're giving the other teams motivations to go and because they have games in hand on us to go and win these games in hands and 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 potentially put the pressure on Hearts again because we've still got a full card a full card to play all these teams again. So, um, you know the good thing is, the end's in sight. You know it is, but. We, we really do love making it difficult for ourselves. It wouldn't be hearts if we didn't make it difficult for ourselves. But it is, it is a good point that Gordon sort of makes. Is Are we scrutinising it a wee bit more because we aren't drunk at the game? Uh, well, I mean, you can speak for yourself, but I scrutinise it a lot more when I'm drunk. Well, I say scrutinise, I shout a lot more when I'm drunk at the game. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think you could maybe say that that's slightly the case. I think, you know, we've, we've all had to... Well, it's been forced upon us to become our tier fans. And yeah, I think it might be a little bit easier for us to to whap out the criticism this season compared to usual. But that's not to say that the criticism is unwarranted because it clearly is not. It is very warranted this season. Um I, I'm on the I'm of the view of Gordon. I cannot wait till this season is over. It's been painful. It's been horrible. I've not enjoyed a single second of it, to be perfectly honest. And I don't think many Hearts fans have. Um yeah. Look, listen, it, it's, it is easy to be critical of this team, you know. To be, I don't think, as you mentioned, like uh, what kind of Hearts team would we expect in the season. As much as it would have been nice to go unbeaten, I don't think that was ever going to happen. There was there was going to be a slip up somewhere. But what we can't take is the manner of the what is quite a large number of games that we failed to win in this season. And uh, and as I'm as we've as we've all mentioned previously on on different different times on on different episodes of the podcast is that you can't grudge 
the results. We've not deserved to win any of these games, and that's the frustrating thing. You can go, you can accept Hearts getting beat or not winning when they play well, and you know it's just been unfortunate, or you know it's just the way the, uh, football happens. But the way it's gone around this season, the manner of the results, uh, and even some of the wins, even it's been pretty ugly to watch. And I th- a more pragmatic Robbie Nielsen side was maybe what we were expecting, but I don't think anything of this caliber <laughs> of pragmatism uh, and kind of turgid affair that we've had to put ourselves through this season so uh, yeah I'm counting down the days till it's over it'll be a good laugh Talking about um, games that are ugly to watch um, <laughs> Friday night was um, a, a game that was pretty ugly to watch quite a boring um, game you could argue um, Gordon and Spells went 1-0 down to Inverness is a difficult place to go but yeah again we, we just didn't seem to be you know Looking for that quick start away from home. Yeah, it was a fairly predictable um, performance and a fairly predictable uh, result. To be honest with you, you know, I, I didn't see us keeping a clean sheet, um, but I still expected us to go up there and, and be a bit more expansive and take the game to Inverness. And we certainly never started that way. Uh, you know, it was the opposite, and they came out of the traps, scored a really good goal. And to be honest with you, if it wasn't for a fortunate bit of defending uh, it, they could have potentially been 2 or 3 nil up so um, we rode our luck a little bit there uh, but again you know starting games slowly as you say uh, that's the most frustrating thing but we get back in it, scored a really good goal and I thought we ended the first half on top and you know then you're thinking right let's come out the second half get an early goal and, and try and make it a comfortable win for us and uh, we didn't do that to be honest we didn't create nearly enough chances that, that we should be in the second half I think it wasn't until we, we made, well, unfortunately, um, when Nasey goes off and, and Walker comes on and there's that wee change. And I thought Gandalf done all right. Um, I thought he was a bit unlucky. It was a bit frustrating for him. I, I think even though he's a big lad, I think, you know, if we can try and get the ball to his feet, I think that's when we'll maybe get the best out of him. I think just lumping aimless balls towards him, I don't think it's necessarily his game. Um but I think I, I thought it wasn't until kind of Walker came on and, and we changed the formation a little bit that we sort of go up a gear. And it's similar to the Queen of the South game when Nasey came on and we changed it up a little bit. I think that's Nielsen's problem. He just seems to wait too long to change it, you know, where I think if these changes are made maybe like 10 minutes before, then, you know, you could see Hearts going on and getting a result. Um, you know, screaming out for something different. And yeah, I don't know if he's... I don't know if it's a stubbornness or, or what it is with him, if he's got a plan and he thinks it's working and he's he's content with the performance. But I think when you, when you sit and look at it and you're huffing and puffing and a team's sitting in against you and you're clearly not creating enough, surely you've got to say to yourself, right, I'm going to make a change um, because this isn't working. And, um, you know, you can sit and have your fingers crossed all you want, but football needs an influence and a direction from your manager. That's his job. And uh, I just don't think he's doing that at the moment and, uh, from from what I can see anyway, especially over the last three games. So, yeah, it was a frustrating night, a frustrating result, but unfortunately, fairly predictable. David, the, the floor is yours. You can rant away. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Actually, I'm kind of fed up now uh, of ranting. I'm, I'm, too, I'm, I'm like numb to it now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of mad that we hadn't drawn a game all season and we draw three in a row, one each. Uh, well, I mean, like, yeah, predictable is the exact word for last night. Uh, it's just so boring, isn't it? You, and you know every Hearts fan out there knows what's coming. It's the same crap. 
just a different uh, setting, isn't it? Lovely setting of Inverness this time. Good for them. Uh, their goal was good, although Mr. Reliable being not so reliable at the back for uh, their goal. Um, I, th- I actually think he and Kingsley were well off it last night. I thought they didn't do been nearly enough. For a while. They, they, yeah. They've been off it for a while. They've been off it for a while, eh? You made the comment there, Mr. Reliable. And to be fair, I've said for ages I thought Michael Smith was sceptical defensively. I'm, mm. I've, said, I've said it for a while. And to be honest with you, you know, there's more and more mistakes creeping through this season um, yeah. from Michael Smith. And I think it's quite an easy ride, actually, from the support. Listen, he's a likeable mm. guy. He's a good player. But, you know, I think when uh, you know guys like yeah. Pescu and Halliday get slaughtered constantly, some of it's wanted, some of it I think is a little bit harsh. Uh, but, but yeah, there's there's a players like Michael Smith who's le- you know probably made more mistakes that's led to goals than somebody like Pescu or Halliday have. Yet you know they two guys get absolutely slaughtered and um, and and they don't. So um, and he doesn't. Sorry. So I just think it's I think it's quite an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. I I always get a little bit feared whenever Michael Smith's up against a pacey winger. I actually think he's better for Hearts when he plays in that kind of. We've had to utilise him as a bit of a, a versatile player when he played in a, a kind of like a back three as a sweeper, or even that mm. short stint he had in midfield even then was a little bit better than when I see him at right back when he's up against a winger that's got any sort of pace. It kind of puts the fear of life into me. Uh, and I thought he was, again, him, it was me, as I mentioned, him and Kingsley poor last night. Uh, and I, it's no surprise to see Jamie Walker come on and, and change the game a little bit. Uh, and, and, you know, in a way... I think Nasey getting injured, I mean, I, I think Nasey's been well off it the whole season. I think he's been really, apart from, you know, when you said he came on against Queen of the South and kind of had an influence, I think he's been really poor this season. I, I mean, it's mad that 18 months ago, if Nasey walked off an injury off part of that, we'd be going, oh, it's bloody typical, our luck. You kind of get a run just when he's on form. Well, no, I'm not bothered right now. I'd rather see Jamie Walker start in that position and hopefully he can make the role his own for the rest of the season. He's got nine games to, because I don't really see Nasey probably playing again this season, only nine games to go. Uh, and with this recent history of injuries, uh, obviously we don't know how bad it is yet. But you know, I think it's good to make a rough, rough guess that it's probably going to be a bit of a long one, uh, judging by the way he walked off. So yeah, hopefully Walker can um, come in and make uh, a, a real influence to this team. Hopefully he can dig us out of a hole with some creativity and some goals. That that would be nice. But uh, the way this season's going, I won't hold my breath. And that's not down to Walker. That's just down to the general the way Hearts are playing. Um, but. Listen, I'm, I'm I'm over it now. Just get the season finished. You know, this is I'm treating this like you know when you play you played like elevens or or fives and you're getting a pace and you're just like oh ref go and just call it. I'm generally just like I can't be bothered anymore. Eh? I'm finished with it. Just I don't actually look forward to Hearts games at the moment, and I know that's a lot of a large part of that is being at home and having to watch it. But even then, like even at the start of the season, I was like oh yes, Hearts are on three o'clock. Then they just ruined my Fridays. Yeah, this, this Friday night crap needs to go as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the, honestly, weekend ruined before even start, it gets started. Eh? It's no fair. And just as well, fans aren't eh, allowed to go, by the way, because, I mean, oh. one, sack paying for that, but two, all this these Friday night away games, I would have had to have took a, a bloody half day from work and all that. Mm-hmm. Nonsense. Not- really I is. Like, it's all right when you, when you play, like, I don't know, Dunfermline up the road, but we've had, we'd had to play, we'd had to have travelled to Air on the Friday and uh, Queen of the South and Inverness. There's yeah, missions one as well, and uh, Dundee was an evening kickoff. Aye, aye. Uh, so lucky they're fans. Yeah, yeah, as you mentioned, aye, it's been uh, too too many. Aye, too many. Aye, it's rubbish. And we, the thing is, we knew it was coming, but 
it's horrible to watch. It's just not the same. Like you say, the weekend's room before you start it, and uh, you know, I'm just sitting on Saturday, Sunday, spewing. Hi, I'm bored. Hi. <laughs> One one positive probably from this season is is Liam, is Liam Boyce coming good and then scoring goals. Um, he needs to get the service though, Gordon, doesn't he? Yeah, but if you, I, I just like to say, Gordon, you were right the whole time. <laughs> I, just, I I just like to hear you say it. Gordon, you've 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 proved Spencer wrong. No, I've, <laughs> not not just Spencer. I've proved everyone wrong. No, if we're being honest, when you look at isolation. If it wasn't for Liam Boyce, we'd probably, you know, we certainly would be top of the league. Um, his goals have, have absolutely kept us up there. Um, but you're right, he does. He, need, he needs far more service, especially if we're going to get the best out of him in the Premiership. Um, you know, we we need to get we need to give him service, and the guy will will, you know, the guy could easily get you 20 goals a season if you have creative players. And I think that's what we've got to look at. Um, I think clearly we'll be investing in the wide, the wide areas again. But we can't just look at short-term fixes. We've got to go and have some serious surgery on that squad. Um, and I'm talking about, you know, signing real quality. Jordan Jones has scored for Sunderland to get again today. He's a player that I think Hearts can go and get. And I think they've got to spend half a million on him. Go and get him. Get him. Because he would just walk into this team and he would give us so much. I think creative players, you know, even, you know, if you could get, you know, a Ginelli-type player back um, on the other side and you have two creative tricky wingers and then you sort out the defence and I think um, you know I think Hearts have good players to do but I just think we need to find that core and I think um, we're struggling a little bit there but yes um, and ha- having players like you know Mac and F in there who've got energy who aren't afraid to get forward and make things happen that that's only that'll only be better for boys because you know right away teams who are defending against us they'll have to go and meet a player like Mac and F who's running at them and that creates more space for a guy like Liam Boyce. So, um, huge play. It'll be a huge play for Hearts going forward. What did you make of uh, Craig Gordon's comments at the end of the game? I mean, he's right. I mean, I think there was ever it was ever so slightly taken out of context. I think he was kind of people kind of said that. I think he mentioned something about you know if we have to go away and, and draw these games, then you know to win the league, then that's what we have to do. Uh, I, I I might have phrased him wrong, correct me if so. Um, but I, th- I think he was clearly frustrated. I think we even seen that during the game. He had a pop at whoever the Inverness player was at the time that, that had a go at him. So I think he's clearly, I think the emotions of the game were running high for him. I think especially he knows the Hearts. I think he knows himself as a Hearts fan. He knows he's been associated with the club for over 25 years. I think he knows that um, Hearts need to be doing more than drawn away from home to Inverness. I think he's clearly frustrated himself. Uh, with what's going on, as not just as a player, but as a fan, probably as well. Probably knows how we're all feeling at home watching it. So, yeah, it's, it's good to see a little bit of passion. We even actually, you mentioned that Jamie Walker, I think a week ago, said, you know, Hearts shouldn't be doing the Hearts are a premiership team. But, you know, Hearts are only a premiership team when they're there. At the moment, we're currently in the championship with a squad that is not performing at the level that, that, that is expected of them. Maybe it's too much for some of these players, I don't know. But how many times have we spoke about words from Hearts and no action. Hearts are a great team. Honestly, if you didn't know how Hearts were playing and you read the papers, you'd think we were unreal from some of the pressers and some of the chat from the players in the team. I remember it under, was it Cathro or Levine? It was every, uh, we can't wait to bounce back and be ready for this game. Three years we've heard this. When will they just actually do it, Ross? 
when will they just start winning games and not talk about it, how they're going to win it? Can they not just do that? I, I, I mean, David, I don't have all the answers. I just, I Ross, just present a podcast. Oh, I don't have any answers. I've, I've lost answers. I've, I'm losing my marbles, I'll tell you that now as well. Oh, just Can they just go and win a game? That's all I ask. Win it without the big palaver before and after it. Please, Hearts, win a game because David is at breaking point. He's actually broken. It's That's sad that I'm having to say this. There'll be a lot of Hearts fans out there like me that are on the, at their wits' end of this team. You two included, by the way. You can stay silent, but you know it's true. We'll move on and we'll, we'll chat a wee bit about the, the 10,000 that um, were virtually at the game buying the, the ticket is buying the ticket for the game as well. That's a superb effort, Gordon, from the Hearts fans. Yeah, it's certainly not a surprise, is it? You know, I mean, Hearts are a massive football club. They're a big draw and I think... Um, when when they feel a little bit, you know, aggrieved and they get behind a cause, they'll get behind a cause, whether it's our own club or whether it's, you know, Inverness as well. So not 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 surprised. Um and it was it was good to see um, you know, people getting behind. And listen, at the end of the day it was only a tenner um from each person or even a fiver if you wanted. I think most people probably paid the tenner though. So um it's good to help out Inverness. Everyone said at the start of the season that they would boycott a lot of the away games and, and the only one that they would go to is Inverness. So, um, Harsh just proven that that, that that was definitely the case. And as well, John Robertson was not in the dugout for Inverness yesterday. I'll speak for us all here just to say our thoughts are with John Robertson and his family at this time. Anyway, we'll move on um, and we'll chat a wee bit about the European picture. Um, we've chatted a wee bit about this over the, the past few months um, on the show. Obviously, Rangers doing well in the Europa League has actually given Scotland an extra place in the Champions League, potentially. But also lower down, it's going to give us an extra Europa League place, potentially next season. Um, we could end up with a Europa League group stage place finishing th- by finishing third or winning the Cup. So do we need to go all out, Gordon, to get that third place and get into Europa League group stages? Yes, yes, we do. Um, I think Hearts, this is why this summer is going to be imperative for us now. This is why getting relegated pisses me off, you know, because you actually look at the opportunity we could have had this season. Um, yeah, listen, credit to Rangers, first and foremost, because, I mean, they're, they're a good side to watch in Europe. Um, you know, they really have, I mean, single-handedly got Scotland's coefficient up because Celtic haven't done it. Celtic have been brutal in Europe for years. Suddenly, Rangers got themselves qualified. They've got themselves to two group stages in a row and well, actually, and then the, the last uh, 16 twice. So, um, you know, brilliant achievement for them. And hopefully they can go as far as they possibly can and fly the flag for Scotland because I think um, for a long time, Scottish clubs in general, even Celtic and Rangers themselves, have been uh, shockingly bad and, and have had some humiliating results um, in Europe to, to small teams that shouldn't even be laying a glove on us. Hopefully those days are behind us now. And we can start getting our clubs back into to Euro, the, the European stage on a more frequent basis. And I'm not just talking about, you know, playing four qualifiers in the summer and then, you know, being out of Europe by, by August. Um, I think the important thing is if we can get as many clubs in, in Europe, um, you know, competing right up until Christmas as, as we can, the better. Um, well, all of them except Hibs. So... You know, I, I think it's it's absolutely hugely important that, that we get ourselves sorted, we get ourselves third next season and give us the opportunity 
to build a squad and get into Europe. You know, Austin McPhee was laughed at when he said that Hearts should be a Europa League club. Um, they should be a Europa League club. The club, you know, fits the profile perfectly to be a club that should be in the group stages every single season, competing for Europe. Um, sorry, competing for um, for European football every year and getting themselves into, Europe, uh, into the group stages, whether that be in the Europa League or the uh, this new conference league that, that's starting. But I think the most important thing for us is to try and get in the Europa League. You know, the, the ties right away that that would give you, the exposure that would give the club um, is, is huge. And, you know, you would have sold out, you know, Thursday nights at Tynecastle under the lights against potentially some really big clubs. I mean, you look at the, the teams that compete in Europe, you know, you've got some, you know, some big English clubs in there, I think, all in all, what was it for? It was the four English clubs that, that started this season's Europa League. Spurs, uh, Arsenal, and Leicester. And then, sorry, and then Man United went in there. So, so, but, you, you know, there, there you go. There's four English clubs in there. You've got some big Italian teams in there as well, some big German clubs. Um, it's an attractive competition to get ourselves into. And, you know, we could get some really big games and big ties um, and, and give a long-suffering support, some joy and happiness. But, uh, you know, it's a big ask. But for me, yeah, I think Hearts do have to go all out and, and, and do it. How do we get there, though, David? What, what, what do we do? Hmm. Asking you the big questions again. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm definitely not qualified enough to answer this. <laughs> um, but I guess it's a question we haven't been able to answer for quite a few years now, really, isn't it? Um a transfer window that actually buys players of quality, not quantity, uh, and actually give them contracts that make them want to play well and not have them for safe years of free money. Um, look, I, I got to hit the nail on the head. This transfer window is going to be huge. Uh, where, I mean, I, I must admit, I'm kind of expecting the worst. It's a Robbie Nielsen rebuild. I think it's going to happen. It's going to be fairly similar to to what happens when we won the championship before and there'll be another, I don't know, seven, eight players probably, no doubt. Um, but I think the sad reality is that you look at this Hearts team, can you really say that it doesn't need six, seven players? Probably not. It needs two centre-halves. It needs uh, uh, probably another attacking-minded midfielder. It needs another winger uh, and probably needs another striker. Uh, so there you go. We're up to six already. So, yeah, I, I, it's going to be huge. We have to make sure, and I think what we need to do if we're, if we're serious about getting into U- European competitions, you didn't get there for free. You have to spend a little bit to get there. You know, you, you get back what you put in. And I think that we part certainly love a bargain. Uh, but, you know, one of our best players costs a little bit of money in Liam Boyce. You pay for good players. So we have to seriously think about spending some money in the transfer window. Uh, and, and not relying on, on free agents or out of contracts or, uh, you know, players in their early to mid-30s that have ran down the clock and they'd be good for experience for a couple of years. need players that want to come to this club that that have a bit of ambition and played in Europe and the club has to show that same ambition in signing them. Uh, But let's be honest, that's probably not the right answer. Probably do something different and finish sixth. Um, But uh, yeah, who knows? I I certainly won't be, I won't be sitting there with bated breath at this transfer window. I'll be interested, but I won't be expecting some huge, huge news coming out of it. I suppose in a sense, though, if, if, that, if, if we were to get third and were to get into Europa League, um, like the proper Europa League, not even the Conference League, I mean the proper one, you know, that, that sort of 
has a snowball effect, doesn't it? Well, I, you know? yeah, exactly. You know, people see you're in Europe and then they're more inclined to come to a club that's playing in Europe than one that isn't. Yeah, I know what you mean. You have to get, I guess you have to get there first before folks start um, taking some interest. But you at least have to, before then, set out the ambition to do that. You know, I, these these clubs don't get to these positions on good luck. They, they get there by earning it, by winning games with a quality squad and they've put they've invested in that heavily to get there so yeah you're right there's a good bit of, there's an element of give and take I guess to getting there and then once you get there the domino effect of, of then having players that are inclined to play for a club that plays in Europe but we have to get there first and finishing third isn't going to be easy uh, especially if we don't sign well in this transfer window do you think realistically Gordon we, we can do that we can finish third next season with the right personnel in. yeah I've said it for a while I think Hearts um, I mean clearly on the day you know we've been Hibs who are currently considered the third best team in the country because they're currently in that position um, I, th- I think we're better than Hibs um, I'm not just saying that I-, I think clearly we are I think you know we- we'd beat Aberdeen um, I think that the problem is at the moment we're just not consistent but near these clubs so I think we, 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 we clearly need investment um, in, in the squad. I think we'll definitely do that, but it's got to be the right areas. Um, defensively, for a start, we've got to sort ourselves out, you know, because we're, um, we're, we're, we're extremely poor at the back. I don't think we're nowhere near good enough. Um, I think midfield, I think we're fine. I think we've got a good midfield. You know, I think a lot of people are quite to criticise it, but I think there's a lot of experience in, in that, that, that midfield. And I think... Um, if we can get the right blend, um, I think we'll probably invest in midfield, particularly if Irvin leaves again, um, which is looking more and more likely. Um, I think we'll need to beef that up. But I think um, I think definitely creatively and, and getting wide, pacey players in is going to be the key. So for me, that's the two big areas we've got to invest in defensively and, uh, and, and wide. And I think we'll do that. I, I'm not sure I agree with David about needing our striker. I think um, I think Gandalf and, and Boyce are definitely good enough to to um, to be our two strikers. Maybe it'd be nice to get another backup in there, but I think if you sign like a Jordan Jones, for example, like I keep saying, um, he could also play a striker role. So um, I think you know you've you've got to look at, at what needs the what needs the most work, and I think definitely defence first and foremost. And then creative wide men, and uh, whether one of them's Ginelli, I'd I'd like it to be Ginelli, but you know, and and the question would be whether he can get himself fit and then sign another one, maybe two, and then see where we go from there. But yeah, I think they're the key areas for me because I still think I still think you know you you go through Hearts' squad, still a, a decent squad. You know, I know we're throwing our toys out the pram a little bit just now, um, and rightly so because performances haven't been good enough, but. I think, you know, I think we we do have a tendency as Hearts fans to overreact, and I've been guilty of it myself. Um, a, a, a lot of times, I, I think if we take a deep breath and we just get ourselves out of this this division, um, we get the job done, get fans back into the stadiums, get normality returning a little bit, and then we can see where we are next season, um, and we'll we'll really be able to, to test whether or not, you know, Nielsen is the right man and we are heading in the right direction by this summer window because I think it probably is the most important transfer window in, in Hearts' recent history um, because they've got to get it right for me. They've got to get the right players in and they've got to go forward and uh, 
and make sure we can get ourselves into Europe going forward. Looking at the here and now, obviously Dundee next. Is it a big game or is it is it just another one on the road to to win in this league, David? I'd say it's a huge game. Need to get out of this rut of of poor former and fans won't accept another game where we fail to win. Um, I think. And I also don't think even if we win, I think if the performance is poor and we kind of scrape away, I don't even think fans will be that pleased with that either. It's a huge game. And, uh, you know, I think as well, it's the fact it's Dundee. Everyone wants to get one over Dundee uh, and for, for obvious reasons. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's back at home. You know, we cannot afford to, to lose or, or drop points, I think, at home anymore. I know you're right. The title will inevitably come back home because... Uh, we'll be going back up because at the end of the day, consistency in the other teams isn't good enough to challenge. But it's besides the point, you know, Hearts need to go out and expect to win these games, but expect, but earn the right to do so too. Um, and I think against Dundee, there's there's no danger it's going to be another six-two. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they'll they'll I think they'll probably no doubt come with a similar mindset to what most teams have this season at Tynecastle, although Dundee probably think of themselves as a little bit better team and might come out a little bit more, which would suit us. But it's going to be huge. We have to make sure that we score. We have to make sure we get the early goal, not just the first goal, make sure it's in the first 10, 15 minutes and settle ourselves down. Because if we don't do that, we'll have to go through the same cycle that we have done for the next few games of then once once we don't score in the first 10, we then struggle, we become passive and then we let the other teams come at us and then they score. Um, it's a vicious cycle. It's not what I enjoy watching. Um, huge, massive. I, I, I think anything less than a win would be just de- de- not devastating in terms of the season, but the fallout from it would be pretty drastic. I think for everyone involved, team, manager, social media, it'd be pretty huge. Because four games without a win, shocking in this league. Uh, I mean, I agree. I agree with David. I think it's a, a big game in the sense that we haven't won our last three, so. Um, it's added significance, but I think um, you know, I think we've just got to treat it as another another game ticked off the list on on the road to the title. Um, yeah, we've got to go and beat them, you know, especially after losing the last one. Uh, that was a that was a, a difficult game to take and, and really frustrating. So, um, you know, it's important that we, that we do it with a bit of style as well because we've not um we've not done that for a long time now. Um, one convincingly so. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where Hearts are and, and what mentality they have, and um, and how they'll respond. So we'll we'll look forward to that game, but it'll be interesting to see. Well, thank you both for joining me this week. Hopefully, next week we're chatting about a win, and and we don't have David ranting too much. Um, but until then, goodbye. <laughs>